Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I am your host, The Madman, and if you are watching us today on YouTube, the Shock Monkey Radio YouTube channel, you can see that I've gone for the incarcerated sex offender look. Um, every, every, uh, every year around this time, around my birthday, it's not my birthday yet, on the 6th, 6th is my birthday, uh, every year around this time, I, I feel like I have to see my chin, you know, just to remind myself of why I grow the goatee, because I have this weak chin, I don't have a jaw, a jaw like an anvil, like a, like a Stark, you know what I mean? So I, I got to remind myself why I do this, but I, I kind of left the mustache because I like the mustache, you know. Um, uh, I, when I was in the Navy, I tried to uh, get it, grow a mustache for regulations, but when the the regulations in the military for mustaches are ridiculous, and if if um, the only thing I can describe it as is if you've seen that movie Hulk, you know, with uh, Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly, uh, Sam Elliott plays General Ross in that, and as you know, Sam Elliott is famous. For that big bushy mustache and the way he talks, you know. But in that movie, he has his mustache trimmed into regulations, and it, it seems it seems stifled. It seemed it seemed cruel to take Sam Elliott's mustache and do that to it. Put military regulations on that. So that's why they grow this thing, because you can't have it past the edges of your mouth. You can't have it below, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's silly. It's silly regulations when it comes to mustaches. And when when I saw Sam Elliott's mustache in the in that Hulk movie, I mean, it it, it felt bad. It, it's like clipping a bird's wings. How cruel are you? Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. I'm still getting over this cold. I got a cough that's still lingering. It stinks, so forgive me for if you hear that. Uh, but I want to remind you to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. Uh, I would really appreciate it because I'm been, I've been real pissed at YouTube this past week. I uh, put, uh, put up the video on uh, YouTube, and like the first night I had like six views on it. You know, which is high for me, uh, for the video anyway. Uh, I get a lot more people listen to this audio, audio podcast. And so, uh, it, it, but the next morning I checked the views and it was, it was down to four. And I just, I don't know how you unview a video. And so there's only one explanation for that and that YouTube is, is mucking with the numbers. They're mucking with views. They're mucking with likes and dislikes. And if you, and I've, I'm sure if you pay attention to all the stuff that's going on when it comes to YouTube and tech censorship and all that stuff, you probably notice something like that too, where if a video gets ratioed hard, you know, all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of dislikes disappear, you know? So I don't know about you. It's like, it would really help me out if you, you know, uh, tell a friend about this podcast. It would help me out if you watch the videos on this podcast, shared them, uh, uh, you know, like, share, and subscribe them, you know, comment on them. That's real important. Interactions are very important. And so I would really appreciate it if you did that. Uh, comment, you know, I might comment back because I have nothing else to do. Uh, go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron. That will help me a lot. Also, you can send me uh, money through Cash App. Use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. I would appreciate that. Thank you very much. Have you seen Uma Thurman lately? She's even less attractive than she never was. How many dicks did she suck to get where she is? How many foot jobs outweigh Uma's fish face, Quentin Tarantino? Anyway, I first noticed how unattractive she is in the movie The Truth About Cats and Dogs, where the premise is that Janine Garofalo tells this hot guy that she looks like her neighbor, Uma Thurman, and confusion and hilarity ensues. But here's the thing. 
anyone who watches that movie, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, they can see that Janine Garofalo is cuter than Uma Thurman, even to this day. Sure, I'm biased. Sure, I'm biased because I've always had a thing for Janine Garofalo. And the only time I thought Uma Thurman looked cute was when she played the goddess Venus in The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see that immediately. That's an excellent movie. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. But uh, even that scene she was in with Vulcan, because that Vulcan was, that scene with Vulcan, it was, it's hilarious. Come see the ballroom. <coughs> Great Terry Gillum fl flick. Anyway, but that was the only time I ever thought she looked cute. But even then, even back then, when I was a teenager and first saw that movie, I thought her eyes were too far apart, her nostrils were too big and noticeable, and her hair too thin. Now, I'm not talking about acting ability, because I think Uma is an actor and has ability in this area, but I don't think that Janine can act at all in any role that isn't angry feminist. I'm also not talking about her body, Uma Thurman's body. She's got a better body than Janine, hands down. I am just talking about the most important physical aspect of women, their face and head. Uma's fish face is just simply unattractive. I don't know if you've ever seen Always, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but there's this character called Artemis. And Artemis is chonky, um, but she's got a beautiful face and a beautiful head of hair, making her way hotter than Sweet D, who's got a great body. Now, do you see the point I'm trying to get at? Do you think, see the point I'm making? I'm just sick of Hollywood casting ugly women as hotties in movies. From Mae West to Shelley Duvall to Sarah Jessica Parker, you're not fooling anyone. Knock it off. At some point, you're just either born pretty or not. But make no mistake, I wouldn't turn down sex with Uma Thurman. Once. She does have a nice body, and maybe she'd throw some money my way or hook me up with Quentin Tarantino for an elevator pitch for my Exit 13 movie. Moving on. Let's go to this next one. This next rant of mine. Alien abductions. Let me start over. Are the aliens listening? Alien abductions are bullshit. I cannot ever ever understand why some people think aliens would come all the way across the galaxy just to probe your ass. I cannot even express how arrogant I think that concept is. If there are creatures out there that can travel across the vast distances of space, why do you think they would be interested in us? It's more likely that they would be interested in some sort of natural resource like gold or water or even radioactive elements. But apparently, the majority of what aliens come to do here, come here for is to study us. Be it for breeding purposes or probing butts or implanting benign objects in our bodies. Perhaps all aliens are anthropologists. Or maybe, of all the wonderful things that exist on our planet, humans are the most interesting thing about Earth? Are you starting to see the hubris yet? So when someone spins a yarn about how they were taken into a spaceship and fucked by an alien under the scrutiny of scientific alien voyeurs, just understand that they probably just want to be fucked by a human. I tend to think that people who make up these stories are simply lonely and want attention. Human attention. 
I think this says more about our society and how we treat each other, where people in our society feel so lonely and ignored that people make up sex scenarios with aliens just to be noticed. And that is reason enough for aliens to ignore us. Reason enough that it's proof that we as, as a human beings are not that scientifically interesting. And certainly these boring people that make up these stories are not scientifically interesting enough for, for study. If anything, world leaders would have their asses probed more than Joe Blow from the trailer park, right? They would perhaps be the most interesting butts to look, look within from a scientific and anthropological standpoint. Perhaps every single American president has had their butt probed by aliens and the CIA and the deep state go out of their way to keep this all a secret. So if I disappear tonight, you know what happened to me. I think it's more likely some gay CIA agent is more interested in probing my ass than any alien. If alien anthropologists do study us, I wonder if they monitor our media and see how we portray them as butt, butt probers. Would they even want to study us after that? Humans are obsessed with their butts. From all the scatological humor and doing the butt and baby got back and honky tonk, badonk, donk, how arrogant are we to think that we are interesting enough for aliens to study? Ugh. Good rant. Decent rant. A lot of the times I uh, just I write the entire rant out and I just basically read it for the show. Uh, but I'm trying to like do some more little open-ended, uh, open-ended uh, rants and stuff like that. So I, I just uh, not going to read read this uh, the, these next two two topics like verbatim like I usually do. But I do want to talk about this uh, this one thing. I have some cannibal questions. Some questions for cannibals or questions about cannibalism. Like, say you were a cannibal. Say you liked eating people, all right? And you, you liked eating people, and so naturally you become a serial killer, right? And you're a serial killer who, uh, who is a cannibal. You're like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever. Serial killer cannibal, all right? And say you meet a friend. You meet a friend, and this friend is also a serial killer. I don't know how serial killers meet up and become friends or what they do together. I don't know anything about that. But it's just something, you know, it's like a thought exercise. And so say these two serial killers, you know, who are cannibals, they get together and they, one of them dares the other. I say, I dare you to eat an entire human being. I dare you to eat an entire human being. And one guy said, well, I'm sure I've eaten one, a whole one, or I've ha I have eaten a whole one. So no, 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 no. Like puss and boots style, bones and all, puss and boots style. Um, and so you got all these, all these logistical issues. You're talking about the bones, the skeletal structure. All right, let's, uh, if you remove the skin, remove the, uh, the muscle, you know, that's probably about like 60, 70% of the body mass of, of a human being. All right. And that's all that you can, you know, you can take the intestines, you make, you know, human sausage and stuff like that. You can have human steaks. You can grind up some of it, you know, make, uh, 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 uh you know, ground, ground human meat for tacos or something like that for Taco Tuesdays, human Taco Tuesdays. And so, um, um, but then you have to deal with things like the bone, uh, the brain. Uh, brain would be okay. I, I, people eat brain uh, anyway, so uh, I, I <laughs> as greasy as that sounds, I mean, it's, um, uh, so that wouldn't be an issue. The eyeballs, 
The eyeballs, I think, are a little too personal. Eating an eyeball seems to be a re like real personal. Like if a serial killer like kills somebody, and it's like, do you, is like an eyeball an appetizer or something like that? I don't know. I do know that like that's like one of the first things. Like if if you die and you have a bunch of cats, cat ladies, and you have a bunch of cats, and the cats will eat, like start eating your face first. And uh, I think uh, I think a lot of that has to be personal when it comes to. <laughs> <coughs> Because you do know that you do know that, right? If you have a bunch of animals in, or any animal in your house, it's probably going to eat you after you die, <laughs> and you're not found like right away. Like if you live alone with animals <laughs> and you die, and it's going to be a couple days before someone discovers you that you died, you're going to get eaten a little bit. That's just <laughs> the laws of nature. All right, and so the question becomes: you know, the bones, the bones, the teeth, the fingernails. These all become very difficult when it comes to consuming an entire human being. And so if this one cannibal challenges another to eat an entire person, that means it's like, well, then they could have this conversation. It's like there's that dude in the Guinness Book of World Records who he eats motorcycles. He'll eat an entire motorcycle. He ate an airplane once. And how do you do it? Do one little bit at a time. So you'd have to take these human teeth and like swallow them, you know, like pop them in your mouth and just swallow them. You know, I guess you could chocolate coat them if you wanted to, but, you know, you don't want to bite into them. Anyway. And then even the bone, the bone you'd have to, like, car you know, carve up, re slice real thin and eat a lot, and you <laughs> could, mess, could mess up your body. But you could do it. I think you could do it. And uh, if it kills them in the process, you know, it's only a cannibal that's dying. <laughs> so my point is, is that it's, um, it's, I just have these questions. I'm like, has any cannibal ever done this? I was like, go ahead and email me, madman at fxbgpr.com, if you are a cannibal and you can explain to me, is like, what do you even, if you don't eat the teeth and the bones, what do you do with them? What do you do with them? Is that the only thing you bury? I don't know. I mean, and then you talk about like skin. The skin is interesting. I think Ed Gain. Uh, he, he like made like, uh, lampshades <laughs> and stuff out of this guy, curtains out of human skin. I mean, the guy, I guess he was like a little pra uh, pragmatic in the sense is like, well, you know, can't let it go to waste. And <laughs> went through all this trouble killing this person. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's just, it, it may be a grotesque kind of a uh, thought process, but it's the kind of thing that pops in my head every now and then. And the, you know, it's not like I have any serial killer tendencies or anything like that but it's, <laughs> it, it's just something i wonder about from time to time if i if i were a cannibal if i were a serial serial killer cannibal i had a, i would i would challenge another cannibal to do this eat him eat an entire person puss in boots style what would wonder woman do www.wwwd <laughs> it's hard to say that without thinking about a website what website is that? WD.com? No. WWWD. What would Wonder Woman do? So I was thinking about Wonder Woman, and I think I may have mentioned on the show uh, a couple times uh, about how uh, because of Wonder Woman's uh, powers, like, for example, her magic lasso, and um, in the original, the original Wonder Woman, it's like you had to, in order to defeat her, you had to bind her up, uh, I think, with the lasso, and that, like, took away all her powers. And that's why everyone says, like, oh, you know, this William, William Moulton Marston guy who created Wonder Woman, he was a real, he was into bondage and stuff like that. And that's why, and it made it into the comic book themeology and so forth. And so um, I think that will kind of translate to her character as well. You know, uh, she's, she's an Amazon. She's from Themyscira, where men are not allowed. All right. So culturally, uh, 
first of all, you'd have to assume that Diana Prince would probably probably be a lesbian. And uh, it's that's just a simple fact of their culture. You know, if there's no men on the island, it's been like that for hundreds of years, you know, and they and uh, uh, people like Wonder Woman were created out of clay by the gods and so forth. It's like that would make sense. It's like so it would it seems silly that, you know, in the Wonder Woman movie or in the comic books, you know, Steve Trevor comes by and they're like, ooh, a man. And it just happens to come by the one straight woman on the entire island. You know, and I don't think that's the case. I think I think that uh, Wonder Woman would definitely be an Amazon. She would definitely be into um, chicks, and she would definitely be in and be into bondage. She'd want to be tied up. And you got to understand, you know, this this warrior culture that uh, that Themyscira is. You know, these are women warriors, where they're all warriors. It's, it's like the Sparta for chicks. You know, <laughs> and so it's. Um, uh, I think even the legend of the Amazon. Uh, Women, they like would remove their left breasts. They would have their left breasts removed so that they could work a bow better. And that seems like logical. So you would think that maybe you know a Wonder Woman would only have one breast, right? Only the right one. And so uh, it depends on how you're looking at it. It's like it looks left to me, and it's like, well, it's her right breast anyway. And so, but she would also be a warrior, you know, to get the Wonder Woman powers. In order to get that, she had to fight like all of the best people on Themyscira, all the best, the, the hardest warriors on Themyscira and win in combat. She had to fight like all of the badasses and win in order to get the Wonder Woman powers, okay, and the Wonder Woman tools, her weapons and st stuff like that. And you don't see it very often, but Wonder Woman, you, you only see it frequently running around with, you know, the jet and the, and the lasso and stuff like that, but they... They come from a warrior culture, a magical culture, by the way. And so Wonder Woman also has magical weapons like a sword, uh, spears, you know, lances. I'm sure she, and I'm sure she's well-versed and well-trained in all of them, all right? Wonder Woman comes from a warrior lesbian bondage culture, okay? And so they're badasses. They're hard asses. They're hard liners, Okay? And so I wonder sometimes, as when all these riots have been going on over the last year and stuff like that, I wonder what would the Justice League would do. It's like it's, it's times like that when there's like a lot of a lot of chaos in the world, or there's something I feel like it needs to be done. It's like, man, that's, that's when I really wish that the superheroes existed. But then you got to understand it's a double-edged sword. It's like the, a superhero is just a person after all; they're just people. And so, uh, and then when you're talking about somebody like Wonder Woman, who comes from this isle that's island that has no men, and she's a lesbian, and she's into bondage, and she's a warrior culture and stuff like that, and she hears about riots going on in, Min in Minneapolis, Wonder Woman's sitting there in the Justice League, it's like yelling at Superman, says, Superman, we need to get our asses to Minneapolis right now and start cracking heads. And Superman's sitting there like, whoa, 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 hold up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Superman being the white liberal in the in the room, this <laughs> the Southern Democrat. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, but and and I think that 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 would be the case with Diana Prince, with Wonder Woman, and that Wonder Woman wouldn't even talk to the Justice League about it. As soon as Superman goes, well, let's slow down, Wonder Woman. We can't just go rushing in, start cracking heads. These, these people are protesting. And it's like, no, 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 no. The rioting. Wonder Woman would look at those, those places, look at what's going on in those towns, and say, that is a riot. 
all right? Because Wonder Woman is a hardliner warrior, all right? And it's everything I love about her, all right? And so it's, and I don't even care if that, that she comes from a lesbian island. I don't even care that she get, likes getting tied up, you know? That's her business, all right? But if, she's, if she gets to go to Minneapolis and starts cracking skulls and people start learning, it's like, hey, we shouldn't burn down our cities because Wonder Woman might come down and crack our heads. And they can file all the lawsuits they want against Wonder Woman. They can file lawsuits all day and night. But she is a diplomat from Themyscira here in the United States. That means she has diplomatic immunity and she can crack heads all day long. And that's what I love about Wonder Woman. What would Wonder Woman do? So when I see these people burning down their cities, it's like the only thing that is missing is some hardline, crazy, one-titted <laughs> lesbian could fly down out of the sky and start cracking these idiots' heads until they realize it's like this is not how you behave in a free society. You know? Wonder Woman would be a hardliner, just like me. And that's what I love about Wonder Woman. So every time I see this stuff going on, I wonder, WWD. <laughs> Excuse me, I know that's disgusting. Anyway, it's, it's going be, to be a short show today. So uh, let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing. EK, he's got a lot of things in the room, so we're not going to show the stinger. Because uh, he's got like five different things going on. Every day of the week here at FXBG Public Radio. If you want to get into FXBG Public Radio, you can go to our website, check it out, get in touch with us. You, know, you can email admin at fxbgpr.com or me, madman at fxbgpr.com. If you want to get in, like create a show, it's very reasonable reasonable prices. Right now it's $15 an hour uh, for like one camera, one mic setup like I have, like I have right here. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get to the news worth knowing with something close to home here. Let me whip my whistle. Hold on. All right, something close to home. Uh, this is from the New York Post because I couldn't find anything on Fox News about this. Um, unarmed black man on breathing machine after a Virginia police shooting. A 32-year-old unarmed black man who was shot by a Virginia sheriff's deputy who, was, who had just given him a ride home is reportedly on a breathing machine and in critical condition. Isaiah Brown was shot Wednesday after speaking to a 911 dispatcher near his home in Spotsylvania County to report a domestic dispute with his brother, whom he said he was planning to kill, according to police audio. All right, uh, I believe this happened down on Catharpin Road, not very far from FXBG Public Radio Studios. Um, yeah, the deputy, who had earlier given a ride to Brown when his car broke down, encountered him a second time and ordered him to drop the gun several times before opening fire. The family's attorney, David Hayes, and said Brown was shot at least 10 times, according to NBC News. Uh, quote, he's on a breathing machine and remains in very critical condition, he said, adding that Brown's condition is touch and go. Haynes said only two bu bullets have been removed from the man's body. Brown's mother, Jennifer Brown, said her concern at this point is just for my son to hopefully come home alive, NBC News reported. The attorney said Brown's family was incredulous that Sheriff Roger Harris told a crowd of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matters protest protesters that the deputy who shot Brown actually saved the gentleman's life. Quote, I believe that the sheriff was reporting to the fact, reporting to the fact that the, and, and he performed CPR. And, and of course he was as he, as he of course is required and trained to do Haynes said, but it is incredible that he would make this, that statement that he saved his life by rendering CPR after he's 
after the he's the one he, that shot him 10 times, he said, adding that he would formally request the full audio of the call between the deputy and the dispatcher who was on the phone with Brown. Haynes and Brown had told the dispatcher that he was unarmed, meaning, this, quote, this is clearly a failure of communication between di- dispatch and the officers that arrived on the scene. Quote, he made it totally clear that he did not have a weapon, that he did not have a gun, and he was calling for assistance from 911, he said. In fact, the same deputies had just given him a ride and assisted him with a broken down vehicle just in the past 30 to 45 minutes, but before they knew, but before they knew exactly who he was, he was not armed and not dangerous, Haynes added. The attorney said when Brown got home, he called 911 because his brother wouldn't let him into his mother's room to retrieve his car keys and other items, according to the audio. The dispatcher appears to be aware that police had just driven him home. Quote, your car is broken down, so why do you need your keys, the dispatcher asks. Uh, Brown can be heard threatening his brother, saying, give me the gun. Don't kill your brother, the dispatcher says. All right, Brown responds. Uh, quote, why, why would you say something like that, the dispatcher adds asks uh quote somebody needs to come here real quick brown replies when uh when asked if he is armed brown says nope but tells the dispatcher that he's walking down the road with his house phone the responding deputy appears to have uh appears to believe the phone at brown's ear is a firearm he's got a gun to his head quote this is a quote he's got a gun to his head drop the gun drop the gun now he says before opening fire the deputy, who has not been named, was placed on administrative leave pending an investigation by a special state prosecutor, Harris said in a statement, according to NBC News. Brown's sister Yolanda said Monday that her brother uh, is a home health aide who is the life of the party and is known for his smile. Quote, he has a good heart, he is a good person, and if anybody ever had the opportunity to meet him, they will tell you the same, she said in Network Reported. Anybody who knows if you can call on Isa- that if you call on Isaiah, he will be there. He will be there, she added. Okay, so this is a, obviously a very uh, – <laughs> uh, it's, it's a national story, obviously, and it's something that happened in our neck of the woods, not very far from here in Spotsylvania. So um, I just want to say a couple things because I've, I've read several stories on this particular story, and there, um, there's, there's some accounts that say that when asked if he was armed, he said, yeah, not nope. Okay. Um, but he was they, – they, the audio does say that he said, uh, give me the gun, talking to his brother. So it's reasonable to assume that the police did not know if he had a firearm or not. All right? If he and his brother were fighting over some sort of firearm, they don't know. They don't know. Being shot ten times, mm, that seems a little high. That seems a little high. So um, <clears throat> what I mean to say is that like, situations like this happen every single day. All right, it's a shame. It's a shame, um, but it's it's not always white cop, you know, black black uh, black quote unquote victim. All right, some sometimes the races are you know jumbled up. <laughs> all right, so it's it's random really. All right, so I mean, unfortunately, it's constant fodder for news for news agencies. It's like see, see and because something always happens. You know, so, accidents happen. You know, it's a it's, it's chaos out there at, at times. There's always going to be another news story around the corner. So no matter how many, how many verdicts or just verdicts you think you get, you know, it's not going to put an end to anything like this because it's not about racial motivation. All right, it's about it's 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 about uh, the nature of crime and law enforcement in many ways. And certainly, we can ta- have conversations about how we improve upon that upon the nature of our law enforcement, absolutely, let's have those conversations. 
But the answer is not just shutting down the police or hating the police or thinking that all white people are racist and every single you can't get on the police force unless you're racist because it, it's, it's just not true. It's no, just not true. And if you think that, maybe you need to get out and meet more people because people aren't racist. <laughs> this is In America, people are not racist. We are the least racist country on earth. Go anywhere else and see for yourself. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. It's going to be a short show today. Just uh, FYI, UK. Uh, Biden administration sanctions Russia over 2020 election interference and solar winds hack. Okay, so the Biden administration imposed a raft of new sanctions on Russia for its attempted interference in the 2020 election and a Kremlin-linked cyber attack that penetrated multiple federal agencies. Why are you mad? They helped you win. Uh, the new measures announced Thursday by the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Ass Assets Control sanctioned 32 entitles and in, 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 entities and individuals who sought to influence the outcome of the November election last year under orders from the Russian government. The White House is also expelling 10 Russian diplomats working in Washington, including some intelligence officers. They're all intelligence officers. You know that, right? You know that's what embassies are for, right? It's not for keeping up good relations. This is where you put spies in an enemy city. Everyone knows that. Anyone who's ever worked anywhere near intelligence knows that. Anyway, in addition to those actions, the Biden administration is barring U.S. financial institution, institutions from buying Russian bonds directly from the cent Russian Central Bank, Finance Ministry, and Sovereign Wealth Fund, limiting Moscow's ability to borrow money. Those limits will take effect June 14th. Finally, the U.S. said it was sanctioned five individuals and three entities related to Russia's occupation of the Crimea region of Ukraine, where it's severe human rights abuses against the local population. These actions are intended to hold Russia to account for its reckless actions. We will act firmly in response to Russian actions and that, cause, that cause harm to our allies and partners, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said in a statement. The Kremlin has denied any involvement in the U.S. elections or the solar wind, uh, winds computer hack, which began last year where malicious code was snuck into updates to popular software that monitors computer networks of businesses and governments. The malware affecting a product made by U.S. company SolarWinds gave elite hackers remote access into, a, into an organization's networks so they could steal information. <coughs> Excuse me, this cough. Can't kick it. Uh, the White House also said that Biden is using other channels to respond to reports that Russia offered bounties for attacks of U.S. and allied forces in Afghanistan. Biden informed Russian pre uh, President Vladimir Putin about the sanctions during a phone conversation on Tuesday, according to National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Biden proposed a potential summit meeting between the two world leaders in the coming months during the call, Sol Sullivan said. Uh, Russia swiftly denounced the actions and threatened for a tit-for-tat retaliation. During a press conference after the sanctions were announced, Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mira Zarkova, hope I got that right, uh, warned that, quote, such aggressive behavior will undoubtedly trigger a uh, resolute retaliation. Did you say that in English? It's pretty good. Uh, quote, Washington should realize that it should have to pay a price for the degradation of bilateral ties, she said, uh, adding that the responsibility will li fully lie with the United States. The actions represent the second major round of sanctions opposed by the Biden administration against Russia. Last month, the U.S. sanctioned even seven mid-level and senior Russian officials, along with more than a dozen government entities, over a nearly fatal nerve agent attack on opposition leader Alexei Nav Naval Navalny and his subsequent jailing. Okay, so there's a lot, there's a lot in here. Uh, first of all, uh, <laughs> this, this idea of the bounties on, on U.S. troops, I mean, that, that seems silly. Russia's not that rich. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, that's silly. Um, uh, I think that it's weird when when the Democrats have become the, the war hawk party. You know, um, uh, Trump had tried several times to talk with Putin. And I'm sure he wanted to talk about the, what was going on, what was going on in Crimea. And if you know anything about that region, if you know anything about history, that's been a volatile region for a long, long time. And Russia and Crimea have had a long history of like you know fighting each other. You know, you look at Russia on a map and you think it's all one big happy country, and it's not. It's first of all, it's Russia. <laughs> uh, secondly, is like there's there's regional there's regional peoples, there's regional dialects and stuff like that. You know, it's. And they have disagreements with governments and so forth. But because of uh, the nature of Russia, the way Russia does business, they're, always, they're, they're more likely to come in there and like kill some people with nerve agents and stuff like that. Because that's what they do. Anyone who speaks out against the government, that's, the, like the, that's, that's how Russia rolls. All right? But here's the thing. you got these Democrats. They're, like, they're pro-war. They're pro-war. Donald Trump rather talk to these guys and you know, see if we can settle it peacefully without actually going to war or anything like that. But it seems like um, instead of dealing with our real enemy, China, instead of dealing with our real enemy, uh, the, 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 the Democrat, <laughs> Democrat administration that we have is trying to focus on uh, a 1980s enemy. <laughs> you know, Russia is not that scary anymore. You know, it just isn't. All right. And so uh, it, it just it just bothers me that I, I feel like we don't necessarily need to get involved in this, if we're, especially if you're not getting involved with something like Hong Kong. You know, why is Crimea more important than what's going on in Hong Kong? I'm not saying any one is more more important than the other. But how have we kept quiet about what's going on in Hong Kong? It's because of all the Chinese money that's in the our, our media companies, our Internet companies, our tech companies. People don't want to have that conversation about the freedom of the people in Hong Kong. They'd rather have you talking about Crimea. And that's what's messed up about it. That's what's messed up about it. You want to think that Russia's some big, horrible enemy that's, that's real scary. You're wrong. You're wrong. We could flatten them easily. Easily. But we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. And even if we could flatten any country, you know, most countries, I would say, we could flatten easily. I mean, there's some, there are some that would give us trouble, trouble, like China, but we need to stand up to these people, you know? And for some reason, you know, if by giving you some, something else to focus on, you're missing the bigger picture because Hong Kong is an, a very, very huge place. Lots and lots and lots and lots of people there. And, be, you know, and before China came, started taking over and then they went silent, they had, they were flying American American flag saying we want our freedom and stuff like that, and we ignored them collectively as a nation, and that's messed up, man. It's messed up, and so it just it just irritates me. It irritates me to no end that you know it's like it, the they they want to do the war their way. They want to they want to fight the enemy that they want, you know. And it, it's been going on for t- too long. It's been going on for too long. I mean, you know, whether it was North Korea, whether it's in, you know, Vietnam, you know, whether it's Iraq, Afghanistan. You know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm a hardliner. I, I know I'm like Wonder Woman in that regard. I know I'm a hardliner, and I'm just like, yeah, let's go kill them all. You know, let's bust some heads up, you know. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, I don't want war if we can avoid it. Anyway. 
All right, let's go into this hot mess here. Caitlyn Jenner's son, Bert, deletes social media as siblings reportedly embarrassed by her California governor bid. <coughs> Why'd they use the H-E-R? That's, that's a dude. That's, that's confusing. Um, so at least one of Caitlyn Jenner's 10 children appears to be distancing himself from the Olympians' campaigns for California governor. Well, well, if it's a girl, she's not an Olympian. It's a whole different person. Can't win men's track. You can't win, win men's decathlon if you're a chick. Anyway, it just seems obvious to me. All right, Burt Jenner, 42, is Caitlin's oldest child. Uh, it appears Burt likely had knowledge of the athlete's intention to run for governor in her home state uh, weeks ahead of her recent announcement that she is running for the California governor, Nas uh, Gavin Newsom's position. I'm not using these pronouns, all right? Fox News is. Uh, Bert took to his Facebook three weeks ago to declare that he had deleted the app in order to stay away from political discussion. You know what? Um, that's the wisest thing I've heard of <laughs> a Jenner do. <laughs> uh, quote, just call me Hunter, FML, Bert wrote on the plat platform. <coughs> this darn cough. While Bert's Facebook was, is still live, it appears he had just deleted his own access to the social media site in addition to Instagram, his Instagram. His bio now reads, app has been deleted, contact me another way. On, <laughs> on Monday, it was confirmed that, that the effort to recall California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom has received the necessary number of verified signatures to, to trigger a recall in the election later this year. That's the actual news story right there. All right, he, he, There's going to be a recall election for Gavin Newsom. Uh, the California Secretary of State said the threshold of verified signatures reported by counties, uh, which was set at well, 1.495 mil million, had been met. Meanwhile, TMZ is reporting that Brandon and Brody Jenner, in addition to Bert, are, are embarrassed by their father's campaign. Right. <laughs> it's not their mother? Anyway, um, it's so confusing, unnecessarily confusing. The outlet, citing sources, claimed that the three siblings did not feel uh, Caitlin is qualified for the position and as such should not be running. Because of mental illness, perhaps? <laughs> Insiders claim Caitlin called some of her children the night before a public announcement. <sighs> she has favorites. He has favorites. Her son then suggested she pump the brakes and scuttle the whole thing, the outlet reports. Man, this guy sounds smart. Furthermore, TMZ claims uh, Kendall and Kylie Jenner, Caitlyn's youngest children, she shares with ex-wife Chris Jenner, are also not expected to assist their father in the campaign efforts. The outlet claims that Kim Kardashian West, who is studying to become a lawyer, has clashed with Caitlyn as they do not see eye to eye on prison reform, something the, skin the Skims founder has made strides in recent years. Caitlyn, who previously appeared in the e family <laughs> family's hit E! television show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <sighs> announced plans to run for the governor of California on Friday. I'm in. California is worth fighting for, she tweeted. <laughs> Jenner, a Republican? Also, <laughs> your kid laughing at it. It's like, he, he, he thinks that's hilarious, too. She's a Republican. <laughs> Also, uh, Jenner, a Republican, also filed paperwork to seek government, uh, governorship and has hired several well-known Republican operatives to guide her burgeoning campaign. Along with her announcement, Jenner launched a website. In a statement on the website, she took aim at the Democrats' one-party uh, lock in the deep blue state for the past decade. 
California has been my home for nearly 50 years. I came here because I knew that anyone, regardless of their background or station life, could turn their dream into reality, Jenner wrote. Uh, but for the past decade, we have seen the glimmer of the Golden State reduced by one-party rule that places politics over progress and special interests over people. Sacramento needs an honest leader with a clear vision. In response to Monday's confirmation that the recall has been certified, Caitlin tweeted, Game on, I am fighting for you, California. Uh, he promised a formal announcement to come. Reps, uh, representatives for Brody, Brandom, Kendall, and Kylie Jenner, as well as the Kardashians, did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. All right. The issue is... They would support her if she wasn't Republican. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And that's the issue. Uh, Bruce Jenner, um, he, he was a conservative. He was a conservative. Now, but he has, he has a, a problem. He has a problem. He is, he's addicted to attention. All right? And so they could say that, you know, Caitlyn Jenner is not fit to be go governor of California. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Somebody that... that who is that mentally ill should not be in a position of leadership. That's just my personal opinion. If you don't, under, you know, you know, if you don't understand that you're a dude, you know, I, you're, you're, I think you're, you don't have the uh, brains for it. Okay. I don't care if you're conservative or not. And there may be conservatives out there like that on my side of the aisle who are like, all right, another conservatives like, no, 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 no. We need to make a stand when it comes to this whole gender nonsense. All right. That's a dude. A very, very sick dude who has too much money that he got that going on. All right? I'm sorry. You got you to draw a line in the sand. It's like, I cannot support you because what you stand for is incorrect. It's like, if you don't understand simple biology, I don't think you should be running any, any kind of office job or anything like that. All right? Why don't you just stay locked up in your mansion and don't bother anybody for the rest of your life? All right? You win a couple gold medals and you get addicted to the lifestyle. You want, I want cameras on me. Next thing you know, you got a bunch of cameras around your house and nobody's pointing at you. And it's like, oh, I want a gold medal. How do, you, how do you get more attention? How do you outdo a Kardashian? Get a sex change. But then still claim you're a Republican. Come, try to claim that you're a conservative. Sorry. Sorry, Bruce Jenner. You are not a conservative. So I cannot support you. But it's not like it matters because I don't live anywhere near California and never would. And never would, because if that's the conservatives that are in California, I'm happy in Virginia, you know, for now. We'll see what happens. Anyways, next story. Washington Post ripped for ending Biden fact-checking database for the rest of his term. Washington Post fact-checker Glenn Kessler drew fierce criticism Monday after saying he did not plan to maintain a database for President Biden's falsehoods beyond his first 100 days in office. I have learned my lesson, Kessler tweeted. Learn my lesson means... Uh, who knows what the next four years will bring? The Post famously maintained a database of President, uh, former President Trump's falsehoods during his entire term in office. Kessler called it a wild ride. Uh, we'll keep doing fact checks, just not a database, he added. In a write-up in the soon-to-be mothballed database, the Post wrote, the, quote, Joe Biden era has offered a return to a more typical pattern when it comes to a commander-in-chief and his relationship to the facts. <laughs> One that features frequent spin and obfuscation uh, or exaggeration with the occasional canard. <laughs> Kessler said the Post section was the most comprehensive fact-checking outlet of Biden's presidency to date and encouraged readers to send him any of Biden's falsehoods his team may have missed from the first 100 days. 
Uh, critics jumped on Kessler's admission. It was some calling it a clear sign of liberal bias to acknowledge that it would treat a Democratic president differently. Fox News reached out to Kessler for comment, but he did not respond. Kessler came under fire last week for publishing a lengthy fact check of uh, Republican uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott's claim of rising from cotton to Congress, which ultimately awarded zero Pinocchios. <laughs> the Post counted 67 falsehoods from Biden in his first 100, 100 days, chief among them is repeated for, for Pinocchio claim that the Georgia voting law uh, limited early voting hours. Biden also compared the law to racist Jim Crow segregation. Yeah. Well, I, I think this, this story is funny. Is like they're, they're not even hiding it. They haven't been hiding it for a long, long time. They're biased. And I think that anyone with any sense can obviously see all that. So, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> what can you do? I mean, I mean, it's, they're a publisher. They can write anything they want, keep any database they want. I don't care, you know. But, I mean, it's just, it's silly for anyone to think as, it's your responsibility as a news consumer to understand the bias that you're getting. It was like, okay, I'm getting these stories from Fox News. Absolutely. I know how to read Fox News and, like, filter out the bullshit. Okay? I've been reading it long enough. I know how, the, I know how they BS. And it, I, I know how they BS because they, they're, they're such horrible writers. It's like, these people are such horrible writers. How do they get those jobs? Anyway. We got uh, two more stories before we call it a night. Um, and I usually like to lighter subjects, keep things light on the way out. Intruders break into the same Denny's twice in one night to make multiple meals for themselves. All right, why was Denny's closed? Does De I thought Denny's was like a 24-hour thing. Anyway. All right, look, they're horrible writers. Look at the sentence. It's, for, it's never the idea, good idea to go back for seconds. Who writes this crap? Anyway. All right, it's not uncommon for people to break into restaurants and help themselves to some food. Usually, however, the trespassers grab some food and then leave since they probably don't want to get caught. <laughs> One duo in Indiana, however, apparently liked the eggs at Denny's so much that they returned for seconds after stealing the initial meal. Two, un unidentified, uh, two un unidentified people entered a Denny's restaurant in Evansville, Indiana, at around 2 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Gee, a lot of this stuff seems to happen around 2 a.m. Don't bars usually close around 2 a.m.? Okay, on Wednesday morning, Ozark's first reports. According to the reports, the subjects did not appear to force their way into the building, and it seems that the door may have been left open. Mm. Oops. Uh, the two men allegedly went into the restaurant's kitchen and prepared some eggs for themselves. After eating the food, they le then left the restaurant. Just before 3 a.m., however, the same men reportedly returned to the restaurant and started preparing another batch of eggs. According to a police report from the Evansville Police Department, a worker for Denny's arrived on the scene and confronted the egg-eating suspects. The two men reportedly left the restaurant, and the worker called the police. Authorities had not yet identified had not identified the subjects as of Friday. Ozark first reports. Ozark's first reports. If the two men are caught, they will reportedly reportedly be facing charges of theft and criminal trespassing. I imagine times two. It's not the first time that someone has stolen from a restaurant to feed themselves. Fox News previously reported an un unidentified man who broke into a California restaurant's outdoor crab tank and made off with $100 worth of crab. <laughs> the, owner of, the owner of Giovanni's Fish Market spoke with Fox News where he explained that this isn't the first time an incident has occurred with the tank outside of the Morro Bay restaurant. According to him, the tank has been outside the building for about 35 years and is popular among tourists. 
Due to the difficulty of trying to sell stolen sea- seafood, the restaurant's owner believed the man had stolen crabs for a family dinner party. <laughs> oh, I'll bring the crabs. No problem. No problem. I know exactly where to get them. <laughs> oh, man. That's why I love it. Like, drunk guys will do stuff like this. Uh, it, it's funny. It's like, it, it makes me wonder because it, it was 2 a.m. They broke in at like 2 a.m. the first time. Yeah, around 2 a.m. on the Wednesday morning, the first time. They went and they ate some eggs. They probably went back outside, smoked a joint, said, I could go for some more eggs. <laughs> go to Denny's and make eggs. I, I guess they didn't have any eggs at home. I don't know. I, th- I think it's funny when drunks do stupid, stupid little crimes like that. Anyway, uh, yeah. Remember last week we talked about a meth burrito? Let's talk about meth pickles. Customs and Border Patrol officers find $4 million in suspected meth hidden in a pickle shipment. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers uncovered more than $4 million in suspected methamphetamine this month in a trailer, a tractor trailer hauling in a commercial shipment of fresh cucumber pickles. CBP officers assigned to the far Reynosa International Bridge cargo facility in Texas found the drugs on April 17th hiding among pickles in 114 plastic-wrapped packages, officials said. CBP South Texas tweeted a picture of the drugs smuggled in the produce, describing them as funky pickles. (laughs) The CBP's Office of Field Operations seized the narcotics and the tractor trailer, which contained 217 total pounds of suspected contraband, officials said. But how many pickles? Uh, quote, this substantial quantity of hard, narco- hard narcotics will not make its final destination into the United States, said Port Director Carlos Rodriguez. This interdiction reinforces our officers' role in advancing CBP's uh, border security mission by preventing dangerous drugs from entering, a negati- entering and negatively impacting our communities. The case is being investigated by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Earlier this month, TSA found meth hidden in a breakfast burrito at William B. Hobby Airport in Houston. An incident occurred after a screening agent noticed un- an unidentifiable lump in the burrito was being brought through security by a traveler, according to a press release in the agency. Yeah, but that was just probably personal use math. You know, 114 pounds of it. That's, yeah, that's, that's trafficking, bro. What's funny, what's funny is that when you see these numbers, like these seizures, these drug seizures and stuff like that, that's just the ones we catch, you know? That's just the ones we catch. You got to understand that it's probably something like 10% of what actually, you know, what actually gets in, it actually gets caught. So, you know, it's funny. It's like how many drugs they throw at this country. And they make so much money that it's okay to lose $4 million in meth because, you, you know, another nine shipments got through and he made so much profit. It's funky pickles. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and in the, sh- in the show. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I want to remind you again to go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and become a patron. I would appreciate it. If you want to advertise, you can also advertise there on patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Please, I would appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you just want to send me cash, you can use the cash app. And use the cash tag shockmonkeyradio, all one word. Uh, that would help, too. You can leave me a note there, too, if you want. If you want to write me an email, madman at fxbgpr.com. You know, I can feature your letter in a mailbag segment. And, uh, yeah, so this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.